today on Abounding Grace. Integrity brings consistency, and consistency brings constancy in the spiritual realm. Let me repeat that. A man or a woman of integrity, when, when he or she lives their life, that brings a consistent, honorable, moral life that reflects the character of Jesus Christ. And in that, consistency brings constancy. It was said by Samuel Smiles. I found the quote. Let me quote it for you. Many people have quoted it, but I found the original guy. Sow an act and you reap a habit. Sow a habit, you reap a character. Sow a character and you reap a destiny. This is amazing grace. As the world around us gets darker and more wicked by the minute, how can we go against the flow and walk in a God-pleasing way? We find the answer in a young man named Daniel. Today on Abounding Grace, Pastor Ed Taylor draws our attention to two notable characteristics in Daniel's life. He lived with purpose and intention. And we need to do the same if we're to avoid being defiled by the world. So let's turn to Daniel chapter one for part two of Purposed and Intentional. As we open the chapter here in chapter one with Daniel, Daniel's been kidnapped and taken captive, removed from his family, removed from his home. And he's been placed in the middle of a hostile anti-God world. He's one of the best and the brightest, one of the sharpest, most good-looking kids in all of Israel, of all Judah. And Babylon, like the world then, and the world today had a systematic way of brainwashing and deprogramming their subjects. Remember, they were to think differently, live differently, and worship differently. They went after the mind. They went after the heart, which then would then go after the behavior of the kids. And we studied that in depth last time. And that's how it works today. The same thing happens with us today. How this world wants us to think differently. Mocking and making fun of your faith in Jesus Christ. Mocking the Bible. Calling it a fairy tale. And I can't believe you believe in that nonsense. And whatever words are being used today. And then they want you to worship differently. They want you to compromise your faith. They want you to compromise your beliefs. They don't want you to be so rigid. And so the enemy is, is very clever. And for the believer that is to walk in the agape love... The agape love, like the God love, like love when it's not expected. The world has made a convenient word for that. For believers today, now believers are just hateful. Imagine that. that that's the new narrative when it comes to Christians today. We're just filled with hate. I, I find the enemy so strategic in the very things that he does, believers are accused of. I'm not to say we may not have our issues and a few people posting nonsense on Facebook, but it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. That's our culture. And it's squeezing us, wanting us to copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. But Daniel stands as an encouragement to us because he had two things. And these are two things you need to have as well. Purpose 
and intentionality. To live your life with purpose and intention. Now, lest you dismiss those words right away, everyone lives with purpose and intention. Everyone. Now, some would say, well, wait a minute, I don't like that word. I don't live with purpose. I just kind of go the way I want to go, and, and I don't really have intention. I just choose to not be very intentional. Friend, that mindset, that philosophy you live by, you have adopted with purpose and intention. Are you guys with me? Those that say they have no purpose and intention and they choose not to live with purpose is a purposeful, intentional choice. Everybody lives with purpose and intention. The question is, what is it? And we find in this godly young man purpose and intention. Pick up with me. This is Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, New Living Translation. Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. Now, I love how the New King James puts it. It says, but Daniel purposed in his heart, or as we learn, determined. He purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. With all these pressures, with all these pressures upon his life, Daniel made a decision in his heart. It was internal, not external. This wasn't forced upon him by his godly parents. How do we know that? He's not with his parents. This was a decision he made internally as a kid under great pressure. It wasn't his friends that got him here. It wasn't his parents. Daniel determined and made this decision in his heart personally. And that's really an expectation, parents. That, that's an expectation, teachers, that you can disciple into your kids. The goal for our children is that parents, you only have one goal in life as a parent. One goal with your kids. Not two, not three, not ten. You have one goal. You ready? Write it down. Tie to it on your inside of your arm if you're into that. Write this down. It is not to put clothes on their backs, and it's not to feed them and make sure they have shoes on. It's not to get them into the best colleges, not to have them have extra money in the bank, and every goal that we might have, those are all secondary to this one thing. And that is, your parent, we as parents have a responsibility to get our kids to Jesus. No one else is going to do that. No one else has been put on the planet to get your kids to Jesus but you. That's your responsibility. You bring them to Jesus, as is often modeled throughout the scriptures. And grandparents, you have that with your grandkids. You, you disciple, you're training and discipling your kids to believe and follow Jesus Christ. Leading them to the place where the, on their own free will, they will repent of their sins and submit their lives to him. Food, clothing, the responsibilities of a parent, they're important. And we should be faithful to them. We should have clothes on our kids' backs and food in their belly for sure. But the environment of our homes is one of love to get our kids to Jesus. That's the purpose. We're to train our kids to make those decisions in their hearts. And even when they're not making those decisions in their hearts, we trust all the discipleship and all that we've poured into our kids will come alive once again. Because never do we read in the Bible, this is for you parents with prodigal kids, never do we read in the Bible of a true born-again believer becoming unborn again. 
they rebel, they run away, as we see Jesus' own heart. We call it the parable of the prodigal son, but it's really not about the prodigal son. It's about the loving, faithful father who prayed and waited and loved his kid even when he wasn't around. Actually, both his kids. Because it wasn't so much about proximity as it was the nearness of the father. We can expect from our kids as we train them to make purpose decisions in their hearts. And that's why we're training and instructing them so that when the pressure's on, they're in the Lord and they go against the flow of this world and they yield to the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. With Daniel, he drew a line. He drew a line. He says, okay, I'll learn the language because I can use that. And I'll learn the history because I can learn those things without defiling myself. I can, as, as you have, uh, some of you have seen as your kids are involved in the public school system and they are, they're out in the world. They're on the playing sports. We're in this world, Jesus said, but we're not to be of this world. And so you're helping your kids. I'm going to draw this line. I'm going to draw, I can learn the language. I can learn the math. I, I can learn the way the world works. I can learn the system of this world because it'll be to my advantage as a believer in Jesus Christ. I can use this world for the furtherance of the gospel, but I draw the line. I draw the line. I won't defile myself. I won't defile myself. And that's where Daniel is. And that's what we pray for our kids. I'm not going to be eating food sacrificed to pagan deities. I won't do it. I won't get drunk. I just won't do it. I won't lose control under the influence. I won't sin against my God. And so it says, Daniel determined. And it takes a steady determination to stay undefiled by our world today. It takes a steady determination. I mean, he could have said something different. He could have said, hmm, you know, this is a whole new world. I'm not at home anymore. I'm not by my parents. I'm in Babylon. I'm not with my family. Nobody knows me here. I mean, he could have said that, but it's not true, is it? He came with a lot of other people, including three other guys. But he could have. He could have looked around and measured it all out. They don't know me. They don't know my background. Who's going to see me indulge a little bit? Who will know? But something inside of Daniel, something inside of that true believer yielded to the Spirit, realizes that God knows. That it interrupts our relationship and our fellowship with God. That our love in life is... I, I, I know that there is a lot of lovelessness among believers today because the vertical relationship has been broken. Because that's where it starts. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. That's where it starts. And if that fellowship, that vertical fellowship is broken, then all of your horizontal relationships will be broken too. Because it starts with God. I mean, think about this for a second. A 15-year-old young man has the world set before him. Power, prestige, fame, possessions, and yet he purposes in his heart not to defile himself. He determined not to do that. I don't want you to miss this. In verse 8, it says he purposed in his heart, and then jumped down, it says, therefore he requested. He purposed in his heart, he determined, but therefore he requested. Or in the New King James, he asked the chief. Because he made a purposeful decision toward God, then horizontally he requested. He laid it all on the line. 
He wasn't a secret saint. He wasn't a secret believer. He didn't hide this commitment. He says, look, I'm, gonna, I'm willing to do this and this, but I'm not doing this. And he asked. And the Bible says you don't have because you, you don't ask. And when you make the purpose decision, once you make the determination, all the other decisions are made for you. You know how you, sometimes you get overwhelmed, you got 20 decisions before you? And you say, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. I got this and then this, what's happening over here? And you're so overwhelmed. But I'm sure many of you have experienced this. When you've made the first decision, the other 19 are a lot easier. Because they flow. You just got to make the first decision. You just got to take the first step. God's not going to lead you to the second or the third step when you're not willing to take the first step. And the first step in this hostile, crooked, jacked up world is to determine not to defy yourself with this world. To determine to stay pure before him. To walk in the fear of the Lord. God is calling us as a church to walk in the fear of the Lord for the sake of our lives, for the sake of our homes, for the sake of our kids. And even if you don't have any kids here, there are dozens and dozens of kids downstairs that watch you and see you, watch you around. And when they see you outside of this building, you represent to them an example either to follow or to avoid. Daniel lived a life of integrity. He was the same in private as he was in public. How do we know that? Because he's right now making the decisions that nobody else would see, but he's making them in the right way. Because he could have used all that as an excuse, but now that no one's around him, maybe except for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just three guys, but he's making decisions when he's not on display. He's making decisions that could cause great harm to himself. He's the same private and public, no matter where he was. And here's, a ha here's something that's so cool. Integrity will bring consistency in your life. Integrity brings consistency, and consistency brings constancy in the spiritual realm. Let me repeat that. A man or a woman of integrity, when, when he or she lives their life, that brings a consistent, honorable, moral life that reflects the character of Jesus Christ. And in that, consistency brings constancy. It, uh, it was said by Samuel Smiles. I found the quote. Let me quote it for you. Many people have quoted it, but I found the original guy. Sow an act and you reap a habit. Sow a habit, you reap a character. Sow a character and you reap a destiny. It starts with your actions and your habits and your character. You know, there's a difference between your reputation and your character. We get them mixed up from time to time. And we get really concerned and worried about our reputations. You know what reputation is, what people think about you what they say about you. Reputation. Reputation is what people think we are. Reputation is formed only on the outward. And some people spend their whole life crafting a reputation. Crafting an outward man, an outward woman that doesn't really reflect the inward character. Reputation is who people think you are. Character is who you are. And you want them both to match. Because Jesus, he did the exact opposite of what we do. Especially those of you that have a, a tendency to be a people pleaser. I find that phrase is much more commonly agreed to people pleaser than fear of man. But when you see fear of man in the Bible, think of people pleaser. 
Where the Bible says the fear of man brings a snare, let's translate it in today's language. Being a people pleaser traps you. And what does it trap you in? The opinion of someone else. That's the trap. Trying to please man, trying to craft a reputation, trying to appear something that you aren't is a trap because your character will soon be found out. Who you are on the inside is not easily hidden for long. Jesus, he taught us so counter to our culture. Jesus, he made himself of no reputation. And that's the motto for us to follow. Daniel is a man of character. And he's not interested in his reputation. He made a commitment in his heart, in the inner person, in the innermost parts of his being, which made him strong even if it didn't show outwardly. The secret to going against the flow is not more therapy sessions or not taking an opinion poll or not getting together with people of like mind. It's all in the heart. It's all in the inside, not the outside. I read the story of a college professor who visited the Fiji Islands many years ago. And being an agnostic, he critically remarked to one of the elderly chiefs there, you're a great leader, but it's a pity you've been taken in by these foreign missionaries. They only want to get rich off of you. No one believes in the Bible anymore, he said. People are tired of the threadbare story of Christ dying on a cross for the sins of mankind. They know better now, and I feel sorry for you that you have been so foolish as to accept these missionaries' story. And the old chief's eyes flashed as he gave the answer. And he points over there and he says, you see that rock there? On it, we smash the heads of our victims. You see the furnace next to it? In that oven, we formerly roasted the bodies of our enemies. And if it hadn't been for those good missionaries and the love of Jesus Christ that changed us from cannibals into Christians, you would never have left this place alive. You better thank the Lord for the gospel. Otherwise, we'd already be feasting on you. If it weren't for the Bible, you'd be our supper. <laughs> and I thank God for the work of Jesus Christ in my life and yours. We are different people today. We can point to the same things in our lives. Because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, he has changed us. We are new creations in Christ. We may not be all that we want to be, but we are not what we used to be in Jesus Christ. And he's still working it in our lives, and he has promised that that which he began, he is faithful to complete it. In us, in our kids, in our families, you just wait and determine in your heart, do not defile yourself. I love that. That would have never been possible had it not been for the determination in the Fiji Islands of a guy by the name of James Calvert, a missionary. When James Calvert went out to, as a missionary to the cannibals of the Fiji Islands, the captain of the ship sought to turn him back. You'll lose your life and the lives of those with you if you go among such savages, the captain said. And John Calvert only replied, and I love this, we died before we came here. How do you stop a person like that? That's determination and commitment. We've already made up our minds. We've died for the gospel. We've been bought and paid for. I was listening to a message recently by Pastor Damien Kyle up at Calvary Chapel in Modesto. I'd one day like to get him out here when he's ready to travel again. 
on a more consistent basis. I was just listening to a Bible study from him last night, and he said a very simple phrase. He said, we've been bought and paid, or he actually referred to as Paul. Paul. Paul the apostle was bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ, and he recognized that God could spend his life any way that he desired. How do you stop a man that's committed and determined and purposed in his heart not to defile himself? Could it be, listen, would you just allow me for a moment to ask you a hard question? Could it be that you have not purposed in your heart to follow the Lord? That you're wavering and you're dabbling and you're hiding behind excuses and you've got this excuse and this good reason. You know, I just can. And, and, and there you are wasting your life without purpose, without determination, without intentionality toward the things of the Lord. But if you'll repent today, the Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That promise is to you today that you might live with intentionality, that you might live with determination, that you might say, hey, you know what? What you're headed to, they're going to kill you. It's going to be devastating. You should save your life. You should love your life. You should protect your life. To which you say, you know what? We died before we got on this ship, man. We died before we even stepped out. Our lives are hidden in Christ. And my life is no longer lived in my own way, my own will, but I'm committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ and my life is hidden in his. You, don't, you shouldn't even have to see my life anymore. I will go anywhere. I will do anything. I will serve anyone at the behest of my master, Jesus Christ. That'll change your life. But we live in a culture, even in a Christian culture, and I, I have to say some of you are very uncomfortable right now. And I say praise God for that. May the discomfort in your life lead you to more purpose to follow him. But you're discomforted right now because you've become comfortable with your wishy-washy ways. Oh, I like that. That's a sticker for a, You've been comfortable with your wishy-washy ways. And God is wanting you to step up in these last days. And as it says, Daniel was determined. How did he make it? He was determined. How did he get through? He was, how could he, how could he even ask not to eat that food? What would happen to him? I'll tell you why. He was Say it with me. Determined. He was determined. And God was with him. And how do you access the power and presence of God? Determine. Make a decision and stick with it. Let your heart be so knit together with the Lord that you stick with it. And you manifest it. We find in the rest of the chapter, this is all we'll look at today is this one verse, but we'll find in the rest of the time with Daniel that this determination wasn't up in their face. It wasn't pointing the finger. It wasn't making a point. It, it wasn't trying to declare some statement. He wasn't trying to make a statement for God. He was living his life. And his life was the only statement that the Babylonians needed. He wasn't trying to explain everything. And he wasn't trying to prove it. And he wasn't trying to, to make sure that everybody understood and believed. No, he just knew, hey, I will not go that far. I drew the line. Where do you draw the line tonight? Where have you drawn the line? Is it time to erase it and draw it a little bit closer to the things of the Lord? Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. And so many people get into trouble when they fail to live a purposeful and intentional life. And I think that the gospel will make much more progress when you purpose and determine to follow 
the things of the Lord. Don't you just love this young man, Daniel? His unwavering commitment and determination is admirable. And may it inspire each of us to dare to be a Daniel in the hostile environment we find ourselves in today. You're listening to Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. If you joined us late or would just like to hear this message again, turn to AboundingGraceRadio.com. Or you can listen through our app, too. Search for Calvary Aurora in the App Store or get it on Google Play. Abounding Grace is made possible through the support of our listeners. And when you give a donation of $25 or more to Abounding Grace, you're invited to request a copy of Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy by Mark Rogop. Some would describe the year 2020 as one of the darkest seasons of life, but we're not left alone. God is wanting to help and hear from us. You'll discover it's okay to grieve and struggle at such times, but it's important to reach into God's reservoir of grace and mercy. As you read this wonderful book, watch your worship and trust in God grow. Again, we'll send you a copy today when you support the ministry with a gift of $25 or more. Call 877-30-GRACE, and we'll drop that in the mail right away. There are some rewards for living an obedient life to the Lord. We'll look into that next time on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. This is amazing grace. Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church Colorado here in Aurora.